Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 47 of Casual Watch Talk, and it seems like forever, know, but Chris right? is back. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, it's been, what, three months, I think? When was the last time I talked to you? It, August? Oh, yeah, in, co- in COVID weeks. No, know, right? it's funny because it's actually only been, it does feel like forever, but it's yeah. only been two weeks because I was on hol- I went on holiday. Right. And then I did the, the, the Christopher Ward, Mike France interview yeah. solo. Because that, yeah, no, I had, I had, I had, I had a very uh, interesting work thing that I could not get out of. So, and by interesting, I mean drama, but <laughs> work drama. <laughs> so I'm sure you had a bit, yeah, you had a better time than I did. <laughs> It was a really fascinating um, interview. I'm hoping to do a bit more. They've certainly want to come back on and talk about the British Watch and Clockmakers Alliance, mm. um, yeah. which I think will be a great uh, interview for us to do. And maybe we'll do a video on that one as well. Very cool. Very cool. Which would be, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. And then, of course, the week before that, when we were, when you were last on, we interviewed Dean, didn't we? Mm. That went down well. Yeah. So it was that. So I was enjoying one, and then yeah, that was the last time we. That's the last time we talked, and then we didn't really, we didn't really catch up for that one. We just did that interview, and so there was not, there was no Sam and Chris banter about, as as per (laughs) usual. I miss our, I missed our banter, and I was like, what, what, when was the last time we talked? So yeah, that was good. It was funny. Um, I forgot to mention on that one with if anybody's listened to that one with Dean Bump, and they can hear a noise in the background. It was was it frogs that you said because I thought it was crickets. Yeah, the coat. Koki, Koki frogs, right? I guess is that right? Yeah, something like that. I, I We've was... got to get him back on. It yeah. was fascinating. We could have done three hours on that that one. Right. Yeah. Now that we know sort of sort of his, uh, you know, the breadth and depth of uh, his knowledge, we can just pick like like you know one brand. We can talk about like one brand, one style, one watch, something like that. Get uh, get some some real insight. It was fun. Absolutely. Well. Then we haven't done it for a while, but do you have a watch obsession this week, Chris? Um, no particular obsession. I I switched over. I switched over to uh, to the leather and and switched some bracelets around. So my obsession was kind of going through and and figuring out what I was going to wear. It's nice and cool out. It's been cool for a couple of weeks now. So um, switched over to. Uh, uh, a new leather strap that I had picked up for my uh, Bell and Ross chronograph. It's a little. Uh, I don't know for you it, it, with the chronographs. It's interesting. So twenty millimeter bandwidth, but it tapers down probably to like I don't want to say sixteen. It tapers really a lot on this particular band. It isn't one of those sort of chunky typical Zen German. You know that like I mean I think the the stock uh strap the strock leather strap for the zin 104 i think is you know a a half an inch thick (laughs) and it's like you know what i mean and it's super and it doesn't taper and it's 20 millimeters but i got this nice uh nice sort of black leather um and yeah i don't know i mean i I like it uh but you know it's kind of like sort of there's i think there's a i think there's a line there i think this one was a little too small tapers a little too much um so trying out some some different things I tend to wear leather straps less than others. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why that is. I just think I just prefer others. And also, I've got some leather straps that were made in, it were sent in to me for review by Man Cave Leather. Mm-hmm. And they're too nice. I don't want to like ruin them. Oh, I've right. got like yeah. three, one including an alligator one. And it's, uh, well, which watch shall I put it on? And do I want to mm-hmm. wear it? And stuff like that. So they're, in a box i I should wear them really yeah they're they're very much i i think for me it's very much like like shoes where you have there's a you know it looks good okay but then it's maybe uncomfortable and you sort of have to wear it in and you have to get it to where like where the the buckle is going to hold on every time and then where it like sort of just you know has a natural curve and then eventually you know like an old pair of sneakers you just pop it on and it's like it's no problem but then it starts to smell like an old pair of sneakers so then, <laughs> so then you're like you're like oh geez you know so 
it's a uh, it's a natural material, but I I definitely I definitely feel sort of the same as far as you know you don't want to ruin it, but at the same time it does have, it does take some breaking in. And uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of the like I'm not a fan of the I find you uh, you had the bun strap that you did for a couple of little yes yeah uh, styles whether it was the bullhead or the you know different chronos you know and different watches you have. Uh, not really a fan of that style, but uh, same same thing. Like I I don't know. Like it's uh, trying to figure out what uh, what fits, what looks good. And then what was interesting is I I had this on. I have it on my Instagram, Everyday Mastery, and um, I was I was wearing it. I just got up and put my watch on. wasn't thinking about it. It was the next day, and I was like lounging around in like shorts and a t shirt, and I and I was just like I like looked at myself and I'm like wow I am. I am sloppy for wearing, like I'm wearing this fancy chronograph with this nice, you know, brand new, nice leather, you know, fancy leather strap. And I'm like <laughs> in, in leisure wear. So the next day I felt uh, bad. So I put on a dress shirt. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, as well, I'm amazed at, and it doesn't really, it, it is not necessarily correlates to the cost of the watch, but I'm amazed at what poor job a lot of watch companies do with stock leather bracelet with stock oh, leather right? straps yeah some of them are just awful yeah like if some like very watches that are many thousands of dollars mm-hmm. can come on a quite an awful leather uh, leather strap yeah and i and i found it's very hit and miss um i kept a nato a leather nato which i never thought would be a thing i kept a leather nato from a from a Timex watch that just came and it was just, it was soft and it was, it was nice. It felt durable, but it was like thin enough. And I just was one of those where it kind of, I was like, Oh wow, this is way nicer than I thought it would be. And then you're absolutely right. Like, and then there's other, and there are other, you know, other watches that you're just, you're like, Oh, I'm never gonna <laughs> like, I like the stock, the stock leather strap still in the box, still in the packaging, you know, never taken it. Yeah, out. absolutely. So, uh, well, my watch obsession has been, the new that new Baltic GMT. Have you seen it? The Aquascape GMT. Yes. yes, it is. Uh, it harkens to there's there's a lot of design elements there that sort of remind me of a lot of stuff. But it it's it's still I think it's unique enough with the way they did the arrows and the and the twelve. Yeah, I really like it. It's one of those things where they've launched it, but then there's a countdown timer. So there's like. There's a day, one day and 11 hours left at the time of recording this until it releases, but it'll probably yep. be released by the time I edit this one down. I've just noticed they updated the price because the price so far has been $1,200 and it looks like it's gone to $1,105. Because hmm. I was going to ask you whether now, it looks $1, like that, was that a pounds bit or steep. dollars? I have a euro symbol here. On yeah, mine. and then underneath, if you see without that, it's it has the dollar amount underneath. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. But um, yeah, so one thousand two hundred. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if that's a bit steep for it. It's got the Soprod movement in it, which until I'd interviewed Alan at Zao Baltimore, I never even heard of this watch mm, movement. But no. apparently, it's quite an old, uh, quite a long-standing watch movement. Okay. I, I, I'm intrigued. I'll have to say, I'm very intrigued by it. This is a um, Swiss-made piece, I assume. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Baltica are French, I think. Yep. Are they French? Yep, yeah, so. they're French. Yep. I've always I've followed them since the very first watch, but you know my slight obsession with the date. Um, yeah. None of their watches had the date until this one. I don't think. Oh, okay. And they did the you know date at six. And I really like the color scheme. I really like that sort of uh, deep blue and gray. For the, yeah, it's not for the dissimilar GMT. from your. Uh, it's not dissimilar from the your version, your mm-hmm. Bell and Ross version, yeah. is it? With the blue and it gray. Reminds, yeah, it reminds me of of that. And uh, yeah, they've got a, a green. What do you think of the green one? Have you seen the? No. I'm not sure the green one's a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done a Pepsi one, this blue and gray, and then they have a version that. I don't know if I've seen anybody else do this before, but essentially it's green mm. and I think it's green and white. Let me just check. It's green and blue. It's green and blue, right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I would have been okay. I really, I mean, I think the blue and gray is sharp. It's now I'm kind of like they offer now, now I'm in, um, my next mode, which is indecision. It just immediately, because if they just came out with the blue and gray, I would have been like, oh, this is great. But now I'm like, hmm. No, I wouldn't do the green and blue. No. no and the orange, and the other one's orange and blue. Well, it's, yeah, it's Pepsi-ish colors, uh, a ready orange. Yeah, yeah, very red orange. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of that either. I think, I think the gray is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, you're right. It's a very vibrant ready orange, isn't it? Yeah, that that looks good. But yeah, um, yeah so I keep an I keep an eye on that. But I have pared the collection down quite a bit. I'm really I've got I would say three core watches that I'm wearing now. So I've got the Walbrook that you worked on very kindly oh, cool. and swapped the movements nice. on it. Yes. The t- Ultimate Turtle as well, Excellent. which you also worked on, right. and the Breitling B1. So okay. I've been on a bit of a... And which you've had a part. So, yeah, it's like a, I'm, your, I'm your watchmaker. And then the one, the one watch is you, you've had a part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, so I've sold, I sold the, um, I sold the G-Shock that I had. I've got watches in for review. And, okay. But I'm just uh, quite a few. Um, Dave at uh, Detroit Mint, which we'll talk about in a bit, had kindly sent me a few versions of the... Uh, GM uh, the chronograph watch and mm-hmm. I gave one of those to my neighbor the gold version and he absolutely loves it and nice. then I kindly returned the others so I was nice. kind of paying it forward cool. but um, I suppose that leads nicely into well with it being the season and also with Black Friday coming up so if I can get this podcast out before Black Friday then uh, there'll be some discounts nice. but a lot of these discounts go beyond but I, I there's some pretty impressive discounts. The first one, which I think is really cool, is Christopher Ward have are doing a discount, but it's not they they for subscribers to the magazine, they'll occasionally send a hundred and twenty five dollar would you say it's a gift voucher? Like maybe a, a discount a coupon, code rather than yeah. a gift voucher. Yeah, like a, like coupon, a coupon. Yeah. Coupon discount. And yeah. but this time they're doing I think it's I think you had to subscribe to the magazine. I got it on email. They're calling it the Black Friday VIP. Mm-hmm. And they're doing 15% off, which is more than $125. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but they've released the the super compressor that we talked about in length when I interviewed mm-hmm. Mike on mm-hmm. the podcast last week. They've done that in... So they've got the black version and they've got the, the aquamarine blue dial version, but they've got a blue on blue mm. version dark blue it looks awesome mm. blue with orange it, it this watch looks incredible i can't wait to get one in for for review or maybe the new chronograph but i don't know if you've seen that blue on blue for christopher ward deep blue i think they call it i, ha- I haven't so let me pull it up and take a look so they're doing a 15 percent discount while you're looking up that um, the aforementioned Dave at Detroit Mint is kindly offering listeners to the Casual Watch Talk podcast a 20% discount on any watches on the Detroit Mint website up to the 31st of December, and you just use the coupon code CASUAL. Yeah, nice. So type in CASUAL, and you'll get a 20% discount. Uh, Veya are also doing... Uh, site-wide 20% discount Ooh. for Black Friday. Oh, okay. For Black and Friday. That includes, yeah, and that includes the new dive watches as well, although mm. I just clicked and a lot have sold out. Oh, I, it's okay. been doing fantastic. I checked in with them this week. They're saying that those the yeah, sales like, of those... Yeah, yeah, with 20% off, anything that you had nailed down, I think, over in Vayer <laughs> is going. Is going. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's I was also reading on Watchfinder that, um, sorry, not Watchfinder, Watch Pro, that mm-hmm. Watchfinder are doing a VIP discount of up to fifty percent on some of the watches, but you have to subscribe to their email. But I've not, I, I've not wow. personally seen that. But there's an article which means, and they're, they're touting that there might be discounts on Rolexes as well. Wow, which um, which is interesting because I mean, fi- fifty percent. That's a lot. Sorry. Up, up, yeah, up to 50%. I yeah. wonder whether you're going to get the um, oh, okay. 50%. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, and, and it was interesting because WatchPro also did an article on the watch flippers are flipping these new Rolexes like they're going out of business. Some of the Submariners are going for eighty percent above oh, the RRP. I just ridiculous. Yeah, I was I was watching another uh, another uh, sort of um, economics thing, and they were talking about Veblen goods, Veblen with a V, and it's absolutely what Rolex is. It's it's a Veblen good. It's a it's a good that. As the price increases, the demand goes up. And so yeah. they, they gave the example with wine. They said, you know, with wine, you know, they, they did, a, they did a, a study where they had two bottles of wine. And, you know, they told people, like, this is a $7 bottle of wine and this is a $70 bottle of wine. And, like, 80% of the people were, you know, were like, oh, the $70 bottle of wine is, is you know, is better, tastes better, whatever. And they're both the same wine. They're exactly, they were the same bottle of wine, exactly the same. And so it's just this weird, like, marketing thing that you would think that, you know, it's sort of basics. If you increase the price of something, that that eventually people wouldn't want it anymore. You know, they'd be like, I'm not paying $8,000 for this. I'm not paying, you know what I mean? But with these goods, these luxury goods, Rolex, classic, you know. Yeah. Um, Happens yeah. with tickets, doesn't it, yeah. as well? Like uh, American football tickets, yeah. Disney Disney World Park tickets. Yeah. I mean, they were only ever go up, they never go down. Yeah. And people still, they still pack the park. And out. they just, right. And you're, and you're like, you're just, you know, you're not, and you're, and you're not, and, and at the end of the day, you're you're drinking the same wine. You have a Swiss watch that tells the time. You know, I mean, not not to not to dumb it down, but you know, it's it's like for them to charge that um, just a huge amount of money, and then it it relies on these uh, these scalpers of marking these things up and you know driving that driving that price up. So it's crazy. Well, do you know a watch that hasn't gone up in price? Hmm. This might be a shocker to you. So there's an interesting article on Watch Pro that Syl- Sylvester Stallone is selling off some of his iconic timepieces that he owns. So obviously there's a Panerai in there from the film Daylight, and that's going for a premium. It looks like it's going for forty to eighty thousand. There's a couple of uh, Rich- Richard Mill in there, but do you know which Richard Richard Mill he is selling off? Which I think is oh, just absolutely hilarious. hilarious. Is it that special one that he did with with all the with all the doodads on it? Absolutely, <laughs> that is the one. So this is the one that he designed oh with the spirit level water purification tablets in it. It's got a, a compass, but not a digital compass, like an old school like mirror and line compass. This thing is ridiculous. But do you remember when they released these? I'm sure it was a million dollars, this watch. I'm yeah. sure it retailed for a million dollars. They're putting the estimate on it at auction for guess what so it's a it's sylvester stallone's own version right and, and it originally it's retail- his watch <laughs> yeah so the, what do you think the estimate oh, of, of it is i would have no i mean it would be hilarious if it was like half it is half you're right two thousand <laughs> two hundred and fifty thousand to five hundred thousand is the estimate yeah that watch has depreciated yeah. more than a modest sized family right home I was say, in someone's house california yeah yeah isn't oh, that amazing so it doesn't even govern it's not even a million dollars plus a little bit extra because it's sylvester right. sloan's one and what does that say about oh man that what he did to, when he designed that watch that he is selling is yeah, <laughs> that's even yeah, too exactly, extreme for him. Exactly. Yeah. No, when when Carol Shelby designs a car for Ford and then they go to sell it, it should be worth a hell of a lot more if it was his personal car. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But the fact that it's that they're estimating it half, wow. <laughs> so I don't know whether that would devalue. I mean, if he sells it for, say, he sells it for five hundred thousand, because I believe, I mean, they must have sold, they must have sold a couple of these at a million dollars. So yeah. I wonder whether that devalues because every auctioneer's like, look, dude, like Sylvester Stallone sold his own one, right, for only half of what he got for yeah. it. So I can't appraise yours for right. any more than right. Yeah, just go ahead and hang on to that forever. <laughs> yeah, the Adventure Turbion Chronograph. Oh boy, good times! So I thought that was absolutely yeah, hilarious. Yeah, that, that. that was good times. 
So did you did you see that? Uh, have you seen that Christopher Ward one, or did you see of that one? Uh, yeah. Think? So is is it the um, what what's the what's the model again? Sorry. It's called the Deep Blue. Mm. I am on their site and I clicked on dive watches. Why is it? Oh, not, I wonder whether it it's only. I wonder whether it's only for this. Uh, uh, I think you have to click on the super compressor and oh, then okay. click on the color it's option. It's weird that they didn't. Okay, well, it's weird they kind of didn't show that. Hmm. Okay. They, yeah, they've done a really good job of it. But hmm. Um, hmm. I think next news story. While you're having a look at that, mm-hmm. did you hear about the exciting new release from Breitling that isn't a watch? Um. Uh. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I think they did their. They did their app. And then what? What are the, What's their release? Their exciting new release to great fanfare, and not only an entire page on their website, but they've also done a video to go with it. Is a new box for their watches. It's a sustainable watch box created entirely from upcycled plastic bottles. Okay. So not only is it created from plastic bottles, which I think they're kind of insinuating have come from the CC, but the watch box is ships completely flat. So it 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 unclips and it goes completely flat. So they ship them flat. So they're saying, well, we can we can ship more than we could normally. Yeah. So they must ship the watches in the box separately. Okay. And then the the pillow inside the box is a coiled up travel pouch. So they coil the travel pouch up and that becomes the pillow and they wrap the watch around it. Yeah. This box actually looks really cool. So they've got an entire video on there and a lot of detail about it. I would highly check, I would highly encourage Mm. you to check this out. The box does look cool. if they if they sell it separately, I would definitely buy this. Now, if you're one of those customers that prefers the full song and dance Breitling with the we'll wooden box and all of that, they will be happy to do it. But you are going to be encouraged, they say on the website, to donate to something called SUGI or SUGI, yeah. which essentially is... Uh, carbon offsetting okay. so they will plant a tree for your for, for your egregious act of asking for a watch for box. the fact that you have a handmade maple box or something in your, exactly in your, will the, in your will, ownership yeah and yeah. will the watch be any cheaper if you opt to go with this recycle yeah, box i don't know yeah so i it, doubt it uh, <laughs> it doesn't I mean, say certainly it certainly falls to these companies and i think you know not to get you know uh environmental political um but it, it falls to these companies these larger companies to 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 lead on this stuff um and you know i i when i uh when i ship stuff out you know i just i i can't i can't do the extra plastic and like i don't i just can't understand you get these these things from amazon and it's like in a plastic sleeve in a plastic box with a blow molded shaped container and your thing is in and i'm just like it's just it's just we're just we're just overrun with it and it never needed to ship like that it's like i don't i don't want it like this i would just i would just wrap like that um that sort of formed cardboard you know that uh like routers usually come in which is weird i know that's weird Maybe yes, that's, yeah, like maybe that's an IT reference. Get, yeah, yeah, old speakers. Yeah, I mean that's an IT reference. But like, but that like you know blown uh, cardboard, the recycled cardboard, like that's ninety percent of everything could just be shipped on that, and it'd be it'd be yes. fine in like that pressed. So, I try to um, I try to uh, have when we ship out uh, for Campignano Club, um, I don't I don't have any plastic, so it's, it's tissue paper and and it's uh, recycled mailers all paper stuff so good for uh yeah good for brightling for leading the leading the charge and actually for the plug we i almost forgot we we didn't uh, we didn't mention i can do uh a 2020 discount so that's uh we'll do a 20 percent off 20 dollars or more on uh, campanato club uh that's campanato.club and um yeah we do that uh for winter projects so that'll be kind of all through the winter we'll do that till 2021 probably keep that, well, that rolling. does that need a coupon code yeah or? so the coupon code is 20 off 20 20 off 20 yeah. i like it nice ring to yeah, it that's good it's good and that's just uh you know pick up uh 
pick up some uh, some some gifts or some some extra stuff for yourself and uh, treat yourself because it's been one hell of a year. <laughs> so that was interesting about the new Brightling. And I, j- joking aside, I commend them for this. And I always comment when somebody ships me a watch for review. I'll usually comment on the box. So like Christopher Ward mm-hmm. had like a lovely um, bamboo, and I think that's a, a stable their thing is that that box is sustainable as mm-hmm. well, but it's a box that you would want to keep yours in. The Walbrook, I gave them 10 out of 10 because it came in a watch pouch, but everything else was cardboard. Right. But sometimes I'll get a watch in a very ornate plastic. I don't like micro brands doing this because I'm like, micro brands, concentrate on the watch. Send it me in a piece of tissue paper if you have to or a a watch roll which i can use again but don't go over the top i think this is the only one thing only one like chink in the armor for phoebus is that they they still have that weird watch box that they Mm, ship stuff in mm. that looks like you would get if axe made an aftershave like an africa after it would come in this box yeah that same sort of weird style yeah Whereas they could everything else, they've got like you it's, know bang on yeah. design. But I was I it it is I was explaining it to so my wife got some fancy teas for uh, you know for the holidays and and they came in this box that was just it was like all it was like full color printed and everything was like individually labeled and all the teas were like separated with like and it was very it was it was a high order kind of almost over the top and I was like. Huh? Is that? Uh, is it like where did that? Where's that? Where's that company? You know, where did they? Where does that come from? You know, because you kind of have this feeling. And I told her, I was like, yeah, it's a cliche. Like now with especially micro brands, when it comes in super fancy packaging, you're like, okay, so you spent a hundred and twelve dollars on the package. So clearly, the three hundred dollar watch is not going to have a lot left in it. <laughs> No, no, so, exactly. So as little, you know, so I mean, uh, certainly, uh, certainly can can be for other things too. But I, but I think definitely for for watch brands, yeah, just give us some something that can either reuse, gi- gift, or recycle. As far as like a case, um, and then something that folds down, because we don't need the big, we don't need the big old blocks of bamboo and and cardboard that just you know sit yeah, and absolutely. sit and and then eventually end up in getting thrown away and then end up in a landfill somewhere so let's just pause for a very quick ad break and when we come back chris is going to tell us about an exciting release from one of his favorite german brands Yay. so let's just pause for an ad break hey it's chris from the casual watch talk podcast as our longtime listeners know we often talk about cars here on the pod and that's no coincidence like a lot of mechanical watch lovers we're both into cars and racing a couple years ago, I curated a collection of automotive-inspired straps and started the Campionato Club. Campionato Club watch straps celebrate the rich history of automotive liveries with their inspired colors. Available in a single-pass NATO, two-piece, and our new super-comfy elastic NATO, check out Campionato Club on the web. That's championship in Italian, C-A-M-P-I-O-N-A-T-O dot club. Hey everyone, welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. So Chris, yes, I'm excited oh, about this one as gosh. well. So yeah, the, um, so a Zin dropped uh, five, I believe, five or six pieces uh, for 2020, and the one that just just absolutely caught my attention immediately is this new 105, the Zin Beautiful. 105, and yeah, yeah, it's a, there's a lot. It's I was, I was very excited, and then I saw it in black. They have it in black and white, and then they have a G, a GMT that they call the UTC, um, and it felt like it just kept getting better. So I was, I was like, oh, what do we got? Oh, we got it here, and super striking in black. Um, someone pointed out that white is, it may be tough cause it kind of looks like zeros the way they did the, they did the, num- the, um, the, yes, the sort of tic-tac shape. Mm, yeah. A little tic-tac shape. So I, I get that. I can, I can, I can see that over on, over on the UTC, they did an orange hand, uh, for the UTC, um, and rotating 24 hour bezel. And from what I understand, so, so two, so two paths kind of diverged here. One is with that white dial GMT, 
I was looking down at my 104 and thinking, hmm. <laughs> but I already have I already have a very nice GMT that happens to be black with a orange GMT hand. So it's like, I mean, a, a, a lot of that, a lot of that reminds me, you know, I mean, it's military pilot watch. So certainly reminds me of Bell and Ross, you know, Zinn, that's their style. German, that's, you know, this is, this is all, uh, all very, very mixed company. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's, let's, and then, then the other part of it was um, the date at the six so you're a fan of the date on the gmt for sure love it yeah, yeah. now the controversy yeah uh, now the controversy is the stacked day date i like that yeah you do okay I, I i'm a huge fan of the way that they've done that i can't think of another watch that's done it like that i, I don't know whether i'm one of the the few that love this but i i it it really speaks to me the black the black one because there's not a lot of things that come out that are very unique but the way that they've done the hands and the indices mm -hmm. are a really good aren't they yeah um, yeah I, I really like that the the only thing i would say with it and i won't belabor this point is not only is their own website just awful, like Zinn's own website is just awful at showing this watch <laughs> off. They created they created a video which is obviously in German, but then translated into English. It's it's very boring. Yeah, and then and then Watch Pro, who are the only ones that are authorized to sell this um, watch. I mean, they are they couldn't be any less inviting for you to buy this watch right. it's like well you have to leave a deposit and you leave a deposit and we don't really know when you can get it you can never get your deposit back you can't transfer it like you know if you were born under a half moon <laughs> you're not allowed to buy it yeah. if your name's phil yeah. we'll probably charge you more it's like more caveats to do with this watch and not a single piece of why this watch is such a beautiful like triumph from zinn not a single word on that it's like must be five caveats right of like we're gonna cover right. our ass at every possible point yeah and this and this is watch wise i i don't know if you said watch pro at one point i think you said watch pro but it's watch buys you're talking about right sorry watch buys Apologies. it's okay yes, no it's buys. okay i just make sure i was just making sure so yeah no right with their one picture that they're gonna that they're gonna post on it i yeah i i I mean, that's more of the that's more of the same. You know, certainly heard us uh, chat about this. More of the same. Uh, you know, their their marketing here in the United States. You sort of have to seek them out. You have to know them. I wonder how much of that gives them sort of some extra watch nerd clout, if that's such a thing. You know. Like it's friction. It's, it's right, total yeah. friction You're when right. you want to buy this watch, isn't You're right. it? Um, not only can you not like shop around for it, like you you have to buy it at full retail. Um, I know people have good experiences there, but it's just it's unnecessary friction mm -hmm. in a world where everybody's going against that. And, and you think for Zinn, who makes such a beautiful a beautiful watch. Um, they could at least kind of tidy that up a little bit. I think maybe I'm being overly harsh. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I think it could again. I think it falls back to an agreement that's in place. Um, you know, since the 19th century, <laughs> to sell to sell certain brands in certain places, and and certain people are allowed, and certain companies are allowed to sell them, and and they make agreements, and they're re-upped, and they're one year, ten so year weird. agreements. I know, so weird. Back to stack date. I like it. Todd had a cool picture. He he posted a, a an old Seiko chronograph, I believe, uh, that had the stacked date at the six, the day date, stacked day date at the six. Um, it's cool. It's symmetrical. I could totally get used to it. I it it doesn't look weird to me. I think it's I think it's a great design, especially like German Bauhaus. It yes. that absolutely lines up with that. I think. Um, it's an iconic it, i think this is one of the most iconic watches that they will have um very unique it, it like modern unique exactly the 
bezel. I love the bezel on just the three-hander. I found out the case is the same as the 104. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so similar to yours. Uh, is it brushed? So is it, it's, is it... Yeah, it's, so it's that brushed finish. It's that tegmented... Is it tegmented? Is that what, yes, yes. Uh, it's that tegmented finish on the, on the black uh, bezel... Is it uh, brushed on the? It's not brushed. No, it's it's actually like a tegmented um, finish on the on the watch itself on the stainless steel itself. Anyway, I wonder if I could get a hold of the bezel. Just the bezel. Uh, like with the bezel. I mean, the twelve hour. It's got a twelve hour and a sixty minute. Um. So no, what I'll probably end up doing is is just buying one of these. Is probably what I'll. <laughs> I, I really like it. I'm going to wait till it fully comes out yeah, first yeah. because I, I don't like this leaving a deposit and then, you know, right. when when can you have it, when can you not type yeah. of thing. I'll I tell you a watch, though. I mean, super, super impressed with that. Mm-hmm. I guess going on the other end of the scale was Ben Roos finally released their new version of the Type 1 or the CIA watch or the, the military watch. And we've we've been talking about it. Mm-hmm. on the facebook group they released one i can't see it properly on their website but hodinky have it mm. and it's it's a real shame this because it's such an iconic watch but they're wanting like one thousand seven hundred dollars for it yeah. which I, I can't help but feel for an eta 2681 it's obviously, I mean, by its very nature, it's a simple, a simple design. Mm. Um, it's iconic, but I feel like they're milking just, just how iconic this watch is. I, yeah, I don't know what you think. I, so, I mean, I, th- I, I think it's. I'm gonna just blame it on uh, the the Hodinky suffering the market. So, I mean, if you took this watch and you put it on. If you take this watch and you put it on a bespoke retailer from Switzerland who would be happy to ship it to the United States, like um, Stova, right? If this was a Stova yes. piece, okay? And Stova was like, listen, it's got the top grade movement in it. It's it's all sapphire. It's fantastic. We test it. It's, you know, it's uh, tested in five positions and we'll make sure to send it to you. And there's, you know, a hundred bucks off VAT or whatever it is. And it was sixteen hundred dollars. I'd be like, okay, sure, send me one. But as soon as it's on Hodinkee's website, you're like, yeah, how much do they mark this up? It's like it's the first thing you think of. It's the first thing I think of. I, I couldn't. I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Honestly, you feel like that they have really milked this iconic. I need to do an upload on this because CWC milk their military right. history as well. When these watches were not, I mean, if this watch was $1,600 when it was originally made, no right. military no. in the world is going to buy this <laughs> right. as a watch for their, right. their operatives. It's yeah. iconic because it was a military watch. Right. It's not iconic because it was a luxury watch. It's It was the ubiquitous US military watch yeah. and... Why it can't be that the price that it was or similar to the price that it was originally, it would still it, be iconic. I mean, I can't help but feel they're going to kill yeah, this thing. Yeah, it, it's They have a picture on their site. We'll dig into this a little bit. You know how Urban Outfitters sells like camo jackets or used to sell yes, camo jackets, right? You're right, It yeah. feels exactly like that. And they have a picture of a guy with a camo, with like a, a, you know, like a light camo jacket on and he's putting the watch in his pocket like this. And and that's all I feel is like, well, we used to provide these jackets to the army. Uh, we used to give them a thousand of them for a hundred dollars or whatever, you know, whatever bulk pricing that they bought, you know, thousands of these with. And yep. you could go into any army Navy store in the place for the last 20 years and buy one for $18. But now we're going to put it in our fancy store and we're going to, and we're going to charge you $150 for it. It's like, it feels like exactly the same thing. It's like with the, we, we used to make these for the military. They cost us $8 to make, and we sold them to them, you know, and we sold them to them for, you know, $53, and we made millions of them. And you could buy them used for 150 bucks, but now get 1600 bucks out. So 
Yeah, it's re- it is it is ridiculous. I mean, you can only buy them through Houdinki at the moment, of course, limited edition. But this is very telling, I would say, because this has been out for a few weeks now on Odinki's website. Mm-hmm. It is a limited edition of a thousand pieces, but they have not sold out, oh. I mean, which is yeah rare. Right? I mean, you could uh, I could buy one now. I could add it to the bag now. I think this really t- shows that. I don't know. Maybe there's a backlash on this. I know that. Um, uh, you know, uh, Bamford do mm-hmm. a version of this watch. They obviously the used ones are govern a high price. So if you're comparing it, if if anyone's thinking, oh well, a used one is about that price, yeah, mm-hmm. because yeah. each one of those used ones had a life. They could only be sold to military personnel right. at one time. Right. So it's likely that that is actually military issued, and that's exactly. what you're buying it for. Yeah. This is right. We just made a watch that looks like that Which, one. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it just happens to be from the same the same company, even though this style of watch is, uh, you know, I think. Um... No, no, we, we've talked about it before. You know, this this sort of pushes me in the opposite direction where like I want to go. I want to go take a look at like Olek and Vice. I want to look at I want to look at old Hamilton's. I want to look at, you know what I mean? Like those all, you know, like go the other direction where you can get an actual case stuff even if it's a quartz you know we've had this this conversation i mean you can buy stuff from like you know even um you know some of the marathon stuff and you know yeah it's like it's quartz it's but it's literally been issued it's you know it is exactly what we you know what we have it is not a it is not a um luxury uh art piece of a thing that was issued to the military it is the you know very yeah my very interesting. Uh, my cwc watch that i have was issued right i know i know that from its history no cwc watch you buy now is ever issued right. to yeah. you you can't buy it new it, they are not current military issue but right. you just totally said the magic word that just reminded me of a huge story that we haven't talked about hamilton yes yes <laughs> it's been weeks man i wanted to talk about this story like three three months ago no just kidding oh goodness this is a funny one it is it is uh, so you posted up on the facebook group and guys if you haven't if you haven't joined all the all of our best stuff is over on the the casual watch talk facebook group casual watch reviewer casual watch talk facebook group uh ask to join and uh we'll we'll let you in and uh, lots of great discussion there. And Sam, you posted up a, a that 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 who was that? Uh, what's that UK site that uh, tabloid? The, the Daily Mail. Daily the, Mail. And a very good friend of mine writes for the Daily Mail. So I, uh, I was like, I was like, oh, thanks for the not safe for work adverts on this link. <laughs> <laughs> but what's amazing is what's amazing though. I mean, I'll let you go into the story, but I was amazed that I had not heard anything about this before and this story is actually about the conclusion of a court case right. and i never knew that this had even come so. yeah yeah so basically hamilton f1 lewis hamilton s- sued hamilton the watch company for the trademark use of the word hamilton and after and i don't think it actually you know, I, I did a little digging on this. I don't think it said this in the initial in the initial um, article, but this was a three year court battle, not court battle. This was a this was a three year filing. I won't say court battle because I want to I want to talk this one out. Um, uh, over over this name, you know, so so that he could sell, you know, so that intellectual property rights, so his IP could just be marketed under Hamilton, is yeah. the idea. Um. Obviously, some some backlash. It does make him, Lewis Hamilton, as a person, come off as an absolute jerk. To sue, as most of uh, the, our listeners know, to sue a watch company that has been around since 1892 and has been using the name Hamilton since then, and certainly uh, is owned by is now owned by a Swiss company. Which has been also using the brand, you know, using the IP the whole time. <laughs> so it there it was is named after the founder of Han- Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So it's named after an actual person anyway. That's not Lewis Hamilton, right? Exactly. 
Um, so a little bit of backlash on on him. There was a little bit more to the story, and and as I alluded to, that it was a it was a three year uh, filing, and I think a lot of people immediately were kind of like, "What the heck was he thinking?" Um, I posted a video on our Facebook uh, group about F one changing how they're going to uh, pay. They're 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 talking about pay caps. Basically, we're not, we're not going to turn into the F1 podcast here, but uh, basically, uh, like, you know, NBA, um, NHL. The Bundesliga in Germany. You know. uh, right. So so they, 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 they get so many millions of dollars and they can only pay their talent, their top talent X. And then they have to figure out, well, do we pay Lewis 30 million and pay someone else 10? Do we, you know, try to give him 15 and then, you know, he's never going to drive for us if, he, if we do that, this sort of thing. Um, and one of the resolutions was having the driver be able to do these sort of endorsement deals hmm. as the as the driver, which we've started to see in F1. Certainly we see in the NBA, certainly, um, you know, heavily in the NBA, um, but to offset sort of, you know, Mercedes can't take 30 million from their cap and give Lewis Hamilton an extra 30 million dollars. But what they can do is they can give Lewis Hamilton some lawyers and uh, file suit in a European court to try to get ownership of this brand name that no one really did any research. Because, I mean, I, you know, I feel like this is just throwing money, money away at lawyers uh, that apparently no one did any like heavy research to figure out that, you know, two second Google search to figure out that uh, the Hamilton watch company had been around for that long or watched any film that <laughs> or, was made in the last 10 years exactly. or, or last 50 exactly. years, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very, maybe it was just cause it was a, I don't know. Maybe it was just cause a European thing, but I, I mean, you, I mean, there's, I, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So certainly it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So because I know McDonald's right. did this, didn't they? Sorry, uh, McDonald's did this, I know, in the 80s and 90s, because I remember there was a story, and if I can find it, I'll post it in the show notes, but uh, there was a McDonald's, like, granola oh, that's bar right. that was named by somebody called McDonald's. Yes, and yes. They in, tried to sue it. In, her. like, Ireland or whatever. In Scotland, yeah, in Scotland. Yeah, so, so she just, so the lady got, like, everybody called mcdonald to basically sign a letter saying well we'll sue you then if you're gonna right. sue us so they can only they can only trademark the golden arches they can't trademark mcdonald the name right that's right yes so they're under a trademark it and it looks like that's you know i think my opinion here i think they the the people that made this decision is not lewis hamilton no one asked him he is behind a group and a team a, either a group of lawyers a team of marketers a team of people that are just looking to say okay well we want to maybe do a line of i don't know men's apparel and if you look at men's apparel you know one of the things that that we that we sell and wear are watches so wouldn't it be nice if we could do shoes and hats and watches and accessories and jackets and whatever under this this Hamilton brand name and that we can just own all of that? That would be great. Um, and I think I think that's kind of what happened. And I think it just kind of got away from, away from them. Um, and then, you know, no one said no one stopped them to say, like, hey, this isn't you know, this isn't going to be. And, th and that was the interesting too. Uh, was, so a lot of people were thinking like, well, why do they push this if they knew that that was the case? But I think a lot of reasons, a lot of times why companies do this is to test the waters to see if they are going to be sued. So like advertising companies specifically, um, you know, you mentioned McDonald's. It's always important for them to uh, defend their uh, property. And so uh, sometimes what will end up happening is they'll... They'll sue people just to see how far the other company will go. Um, and so, you know, here you have a, you know, here you have a watch brand and maybe they were like, well, if we start selling men's accessories and watch accessories or anything in that space, bracelets, anything in that space, are we going to get some pushback from these guys? Um, and, you know, from an advertising standpoint, um, you know, maybe maybe that's that's kind of what I think happened. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like the Apple Records, isn't it? They mm-hmm. they had an agreement with Apple Computers, not that they wouldn't go into music. But yeah, it's interesting. And, and I'm sure it isn't Lewis Hamilton because everything you read about him is charity contributions, is civil rights work that he does. He also got a a significant, you know, a younger audience really involved in F1. Then, yeah. Where a time at the time, I think it was not dying, but it certainly needed that injection. It, it definitely needed. And a he boost, was the yeah. su- he was the superstar of it mm-hmm. at the time, and mm-hmm. Sebastian Vettel at um, Red yeah. Bull. Yeah. So I think yeah. So I think it's easy to stri- you know it's easy to sort of tag him and say you know oh what 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 was he thinking? But I feel like yeah, you know, I feel like this was just a, a test from his team. His group of lawyers that, you know, someone is someone is telling someone who's paying someone who's paying somebody. I mean, it's like 50 people that are in this group and you never, you know, (laughs) you never quite know. But but someone had an idea that said, you know, hey, we want to we want to we want to sell and market this. And what kind of pushback we're going to get? I I I do question why no one just sat down and had the conversation I mean, you, you always, you know, like, again, going again, going back to McDonald's, like, you could have just called us, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, instead funny, of sending the it? lawyers. It's, yeah, it's funny. It's uh, I had a, a, one of the uh, roles that I used to do. We had a, a, one of our uh, sort of annual conferences and they invited George Foreman to speak. And one of the stipulations of him speaking was that he is not allowed to sign autographs. At, because he sold his signature to the grill, to the grill people. Oh, that's that right. It's grills. on the he grill. He can't sign. Yeah, he can't sign. I, I don't know whether they were just they were just saying that so uh, that nobody maybe. like crowded him. But apparently that was the. If you the, think about uh, it though, that's. I mean, if you think about it though, that's like a. That's an interesting way to look at that. If you could just be like, I will sell you my like instead of whatever he was getting for a personal signature, you know, twenty bucks, fifty bucks, whatever it was. And so you're like, whatever he's getting down for, for to do a sit down for signatures, and then just say like, well, instead of instead of doing that ever again, we'll just give you seven hundred thousand dollars, and I think I'd be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I don't well, have to these, sign anything again. Great. <laughs> yeah, I suppose a lot of these music artists do that sort of deal with the devil, uh, don't they? Where they they sell the stuff, and I think Taylor Swift's just got caught by that, hasn't she? Where a whole back catalog got sold off, so she's threatening to like re-record everything oh, and re-release the songs. But uh, anyway, yeah. well, that's been a really interesting episode. Yeah, um, yeah. And I did finally pull the uh, C sixty five super compressor, the deep blue automatic, super super sharp looking watch. Yeah, Super it's sharp. it's really good. And, and if you want to learn the history on that, then let us know. And also, if you are a a lawyer or a or a barrister in the UK, if you're listening to this and you wanted to school Chris or I on this right. Lewis, Lewis Hamilton court yes. case, we would yes. love to yeah. uh, love to have you on. Yes, casual lawyer talk. No, wait, no, casual F one lawyer. No, wait. We trademark them all. We trademark them all so we can sue people. Clearly. <laughs> Yes, awesome. clearly, Mr. McDonald's. We will, uh, we will have this. We'll have this discussion in court. I'll send you a cease and desist. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as always, guys, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, head on over to Casual Watch Talk Facebook group. Join in more of the sort of post-show fun. As always, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.